You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Saints, Jesus this morning puts two pictures in front of us to warn us and to teach us. The first picture is the picture of a wolf, a ravenous wolf, hungry, bloodthirsty, prowling around, seeking whom he may devour. And yet, this wolf is dressed up like a harmless and gentle and peaceful sheep. In this picture, you are a sheep in the flock, eating, enjoying the day, and the wolf is creeping up behind you, unnoticed, to attack you, to kill you, to eat you. This, says Jesus, is what the false prophets are like. They seem perfectly harmless on the outside, but they are only waiting to devour you whole. Now, the more clearly we can see in our imagination this picture, this wolf with bloody teeth and hungry eyes and its patient claws grabbing the dirt, creeping closer and closer to you, all the while draped in the friendly and lifeless sheepskin. The more we can see this picture, the better idea we'll have about what Jesus is saying. False teachers do not look like false teachers. False prophets are not obvious. The devil doesn't come with a sign around his neck or a t-shirt custom printed that says, look out, I'm the devil. (laughs) In fact, St. Paul warns us about this. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 11, where Paul warns us that the devil comes dressed as an angel of light. For such are false apostles, St. Paul writes, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ and no wonder. For Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So it's no great thing if his ministers transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Now, in the second picture that Jesus gives, the picture of an orchard, he gives us instructions for discerning the false teachers from the true teachers. But here with this picture, with this image of the wolf disguised, clothed in sheepskin, Jesus is warning us simply to know that false teaching is dangerous. And here the sin is not the sin of false teaching or even the sin of believing false doctrine, even though these are both sins, no doubt. But it is rather the sin of indifference. It's the sin of not caring. It's the sin of not knowing the danger, of not being on the lookout. That's the sin that Jesus is getting after. Whenever the Scriptures tell us to beware of something, they are in every place telling us to beware of false doctrine. And this is because false doctrine and false teaching is the most dangerous things in the world. There are a lot of dangerous things, no doubt. Things that can kill your body, like sharks and really big rocks and all sorts of things like this. But false doctrine can damn your soul. So we, at the command of our Lord Jesus, pay attention to teaching. 
We look out for false doctrine. We talk about it. We preach about it and teach about it. Now, this is sometimes difficult and trying work. It's no fun, at least it shouldn't be fun, calling people out for teaching false doctrine. And now, in the midst of this, the devil comes along and he says to us, why are you so negative? Always so critical. That's not a loving spirit. We should get along with each other. Now, we see this spirit, no doubt, outside the church in our cultural creed of tolerance. But we see it inside the church, too, and in a lot of different places. In the churches that lean to the left, the more liberal churches, they have for years been part of an ecumenical movement that at its root says that theological differences don't matter when, regard, when regarding church unity. And churches are joining up with one another even though they have different teachings. In the Roman church, you see this as well, where all sorts of different theologies are tolerated as long as a person holds an allegiance to the Pope. Even in the conservative evangelical churches, the role of teaching is minimized with cliches like this. We have to pay attention to deeds, not creeds. And this temptation, please make no mistake, this temptation comes to us as well. When we see all the different types of churches, all the different denominations, all the different things that are taught in the name of Jesus, when we talk to our friends who are Methodists, our family members who are Catholic, we are brought the temptation to say that all of these differences in theology are simply differences in man's opinion. Who knows what's right or wrong? Aren't all of these things simply differences of interpretation. You've heard that, right? You've said it, right? I know, I've heard you say it. <laughs> well, what's behind this thinking is, at least, a denial of the clarity of the Scriptures. The idea that we cannot be sure about what the Bible says. After all, we think if the Bible were clear, then there wouldn't be so many different denominations. So the thinking goes. And you can see the danger here, right? If we can't be sure about what's true, then we can't be sure about what's false. And if we don't know the difference between what is true and what is false, then how can we even begin to beware of false prophets? And now the, even the enterprise of looking out and being aware of false prophets is called into question and canceled before it even starts. If you can't tell the difference between a sheep and a wolf in sheepskin, then why trouble being on guard? But this, warns Jesus, is a recipe for disaster. So Jesus, the Lord of the church, and your Savior calls you to a life of learning and knowing the Scripture. A life of theological diligence. Of discerning truth from error. Of being alert and watching out for false and dangerous teachers. A life of studying theology. And this is not only my job, it in fact is Pastor Flammy's job. I'm just kidding about that. It's not just your pastor's job. 
It belongs to all of us, to all of the Lord's people. We are to be a congregation of theologians, and every one of the Lord's congregations is to be so marked. But how? How is this detection between true and false doctrine accomplished? For this, Jesus gives us a second picture. An orchard, if you can imagine it. An orchard full of fruit trees. And some of the trees have good fruit and some have bad. And you are walking through this orchard with the job of picking the good fruit and avoiding the rotten fruit. Now, we know the fruit of the teacher, the good or bad teacher, the false or true teacher, is not his works. Remember, the false teacher doesn't look like a wolf, but like a sheep. They do many marvelous works in the name of Jesus, he says at the end of our text. Outwardly, the false teachers are marked by an obedience to the law. But the fruit, the way you tell the difference, it is their teaching. The rotten fruit is the teaching of ourselves, of a salvation worked by our own efforts. It is a twisting of the Scriptures that makes the Scriptures about me instead of about Jesus, and it steals glory from God and takes comfort from us. You can have the cleanest glass of water, and you add simply a little pinch of dirt, and now it's not water, but mud. What would you think if I gave you a glass of wine and you asked, I don't know exactly why you would ask this question, but just pretend you asked me, Pastor, is it just wine in the glass? And I said, well, yeah, it's just wine in the glass, just pure wine, nothing but wine, only a little bit of poison. (laughs) And now you say it's not wine, it's poison. The same thing happens with law and gospel. The pure gospel, with just a little tiny bit of our works mixed in, is no longer the gospel, it is the law. And so the false teacher, the rotten fruit, confuses law and gospel or mixes it together. It has me earning a little bit of God's grace or doing something to access it. Now, there's a million different types of false doctrine, but they all have this in common. Their end is not repentance. Their end is not faith. They do not end in the comfort of the gospel. But the good fruit... The teaching of the Scriptures is the law and the gospel rightly divided. This is the good fruit of the teaching of repentance, the preaching of the law, which brings us to contrition, to the end of ourselves, to the, to the knowledge that we can do nothing to save ourselves, and then the preaching of the gospel, which brings forth faith. The good fruit is the preaching of Jesus, His life, His teaching, His death and resurrection, all for us. His ascension, His forgiveness, and His continued love and mercy for the church. The good fruit gives all glory to God and all comfort to terrified consciences. And with the good and true teacher, we hear the voice of Jesus, the sound of His grace, the word of His kindness, We hear His promises, His absolution. It's no accident that our Lord Jesus, in teaching us this, puts us back into a garden. (laughs) It was in a garden where humanity first believed false doctrine and ate the fruit that leads to death. 
But now, today, in the Lord's church and with the Lord's word, we have the good fruit of the gospel. The fruit that gives eternal life. And this we eat. This we believe. This we trust. And this, dear saints, is why true and false doctrine matters. You see, Jesus with these words is not handing us over to a kind of critical and loveless spirit that's always grumping around looking for a false teacher. Jesus, your Jesus, is handing you over to life. To a faith that clings to His promise in good times and in bad. He is handing you over to the comfort and certainty of His truth. His death, His resurrection, His forgiveness, His love, His mercy, which is our life and our hope and our comfort as we live and as we die. Your word is truth. In this we rejoice. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding. Guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 9.15, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 10.45 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 8.30 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.